I'm Koro Bakauta. Welcome to Champions of the Pacific, where the Pacifica athletes front and centre. Hello, Oketa Wontok. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Coming up, a Vanuatu sporting champion on juggling life as a mother, athlete, and hopefully later this year, an Olympian. America's Pacific community are dancing their way to fitness, and a Fijian rugby league fanatics trying to revive the sport in Austria. Milipata is a sporting icon in Vanuatu. She's been representing her country in beach volleyball for the past 15 years, competing in World Cups and collecting a string of gold medals at the Oceania and Pacific Games. The mother of two made global headlines when she won a bronze medal at the 2018 Commonwealth Games alongside teammate Leline Matawatu seven months after giving birth to her son Tommy. She joined us via Zoom before a recent training session and talked about what it's like to be a role model and trailblazer for women in the Pacific. I have to manage well uh, at home, uh, ready for my kids and get all the things done before I leave them home and come to training. I really put myself to training and dedicate myself to training, so yeah. And uh, in terms of your, your your kids, what do they think about their mum being this sort of sports star in Vanuatu and going over and competing around the world? I know, are they proud of you? Do they understand what you do in representing Vanuatu? My daughter is really happy. But like when she gets to school, then uh, their friend asks, oh, your mum wants the bronze medal. But sometimes she gets shy, so... But it in and I asked her why are you shy, and she said, uh, "No, I'm not shy. But in here, I'm really happy. So yeah, she's really happy." You're obviously a, a sporting icon in Vanuatu and across the region. But how does it feel to be somewhat of a a role model for Ni Vanuatu, but also, I guess, particularly for women, for sports women? In Vanuatu, we we have culture like men's. Don't want women to go out or play any sport. They want the, the women to stay at home and do cleaning, uh, washing, things like at home. But we go out to the community. Yeah, we encourage them and tell them to participate uh, on the sport or any activities uh, because it's helped them in the they help and uh, to make a clear mind. And I think it's better to do some sport and some activity, different activities, instead of staying at home. Do, do you sense that beach volleyball has helped, you know, change perceptions in Vanuatu of what women can do in sport? And has there been a, a huge rise in the amount of people that want to give the sport a go? We encourage uh, many, many young girls to play like now we are many many kids they can come here to train so we are very excited to have them and train them as uh, when we finish then they can take our sport so yeah you came so close to the rio olympics back in 2016 competing at that final tournament in sochi now with tokyo we've had covid uh, delays and Hopefully there's going to be a, a final qualifying tournament in the months to come. Um, has it been challenging or easy for you and your teammates to, to stay motivated, to keep training in Vanuatu? And 
um, keep working towards that goal? When we have problem with COVID and uh, we we still training, we still training hard and uh, just one problem for us because we don't have good teams to compete with. Now we have a new coach came over to Vanuatu to help us to train. So we are really excited to have uh, Coach Federica so she can train us and we can go to the second phase and win a second race. <laughs> is that the dream, is it, to get to Tokyo? And would that be the sort of uh, swan song for your career, do you think? Or do you want to keep going? For me, it's a dream. It's a dream for me to, to go to Tokyo. Have you imagined what it would like to be competing at the Olympics and, and what it would mean for Vanuatu? The people here in Vanuatu will be excited uh, when we qualify. So when we compete at the Tokyo Olympic, I think it will be the, the dream come true. How far do you want to continue competing into the future? Are you looking even past the Olympics? I think that's my last... <laughs> Yeah, I've been trying for how many years now, but I think that's my last try to to Tokyo. And that was Vanuatu Beach Volleyball star Miller Pata, part of, of course, a phenomenal duo there in Vanuatu, hoping to make it to that Tokyo Games later this year. Bit of uncertainty still, Kuro, in terms of uh, the qualifying event in China has been cancelled, so obviously in these COVID times, uh, not yet knowing where they're going to compete, but... uh, you know, what a story it would be if they got there. Exactly. It'll be a great swan song for Miller Pata, who's been involved in this sport for over a decade. So all the best to her. Now, a new exercise craze is taking America's Pacific community by storm, with people gathering in their hundreds, dancing and stepping to smooth grooves and pumping bass lines. The Fars have quickly become the first Polynesian family of extreme hip-hop, with Layla and brother Tony taking classes and sessions, using a popular music to get people moving. Last month, a video of one of their sessions went viral, showing over 200 Pacific people working out to a Layla routine. I talked to the California-born Tongan about how she got into the program, which has become all the rage stateside. It became a family thing at first. The creator of the brand, his name is Philip Whedon, he does live sessions on YouTube that are free. So that's what got us um, into the interest of doing STEP. And it became more of a family bonding thing. And it's actually the only fitness program that has got my family up and active, which is a really good thing. And so um, we started stepping with him last year during the pandemic when it first started. And then we eventually became instructors, me and my brother, through the Polynesian event that everyone saw on the internet. From then on, it's just been... It's been really taken off with our Polynesian people. I mean, one thing I can say with, you know, whether you're Samoan, Tongan, you know, Hawaiian, Tahitian, music and dance is the two things that really bring us together. And it really uh, is one thing that we all love and enjoy in our culture. And so I think because this fitness program has both of those aspects and it's basically, it suits all ages from kids to even the older generation. I think that's what's attracting so many people to this form of fitness. It's all about the music and then has a form of dancing in it as well. And it's something that people kind of enjoy doing together. And as far as our goals, me and my brother, um, when we first started this, we didn't really tailor it as something that we would target towards the Polynesian community. We kind of just saw it as something that we were very passionate about, um, that we enjoyed doing. 
And then when we noticed that it was starting to pull a lot of the Polynesian community in, we kind of fed off of that. I was the first Polynesian certified instructor under this Extreme Hip Hop with Phil Brand. Right now he has over a thousand instructors. When I first met him, he didn't even know the idea of Polynesians other than the rock. <laughs> which is what most people kind of tailored Polynesians to is when they, when they don't know about it is The Rock. And so just to be able to have that push into the brand to be able to uh, expose him to the Polynesian culture was awesome for me. And then my brother joined in on in as well. And then now we're up to almost 35 Polynesian instructors in the brand worldwide. You mentioned the family aspect. This was kind of one of the first things that got your family interested in being active and that sort of thing. How does that make you feel? I think that's the biggest thing other than um, tailoring the Polynesian community. The biggest blessing I've seen out of this program was that it's something that my family has grown to love and we kind of grown a passion for. It's something that we do together. Even though me and my brother are the only certified instructors, my brother's step, my sister's step. And so it's just really been a family bonding thing. Um, my parents are no longer here so it's the one thing that we share together as siblings and it kind of keeps us bonded and you mentioned a little bit about the attraction is it just the movement the rhythm that that has do you think brought the Polynesian community on mass interested into this this program it suits all ages some of the instructors we all have our different styles how we teach this program I know some of the instructors will put some reggae into it or even just slow it down a little bit for the older generation it allows you to tailor all we have people in our 50s 60s that are doing this program you saw it's really booming. I'm in the Bay Area of California, so we're barely scratching the surface on the program. Uh, when you go to Utah, every poly folk in, in Utah is stepping right now. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the big video that's um, kind of gone viral have, has been one of those R&B sessions, if you like. And to see 200 plus Polynesians working out in the same area, enjoying it, it made me feel good. How does it make you feel when you, when you see that kind of impact you're having in the community? Um, you definitely had to be there, you know, to really, uh, to really feel it. But when I was up there on the stage, just seeing everybody having a good time, especially with everything going on right now with the pandemic, just to be within the same space and knowing that majority of it was the Polynesian was kind of their way of letting go of what everything else that was going on in the world and just being able to be in a space of just having fun, you know, and never in my million years that I ever pictured that I would be in a room of that many Polynesians <laughs> doing some realm of fitness and having a good time. It was a beautiful thing to see even in person. That's what really attracted people to the video. Not only seeing our Polynesian people, but everyone just kind of having a good time because all we see now on the media is just negative stuff. So it was definitely something good to see. Do you think that it could be something that could kick off in the islands themselves? Oh, definitely. It's already the only other place right now that I know of active instructors is Australia. And since that video, it's been a good um, hit for them because they've been getting, you know, people blowing them up to be able to try out the class. And I've gotten so many messages People just want to get certified. They want to be able to share this program because they also feel the same way and they see the benefits of this program. Definitely see this program maybe in the next couple months blowing up in, um, in New Zealand as well. I believe they started doing it in my in my own native country, uh, Tongas, as well. So the creator himself is actually interested in traveling to the islands. And so that would be like our biggest goal is to get him to go over there and do a big event out there, you know, from Fiji, Samoa. He wants to do a whole Pacific Island tour. <laughs> <laughs> so we're kind of waiting until things open up. That's extreme hip-hop instructor Leila Farr. And as she says, the creator of the program wants to tour the islands and they're having a bit of a cultural exchange uh, coming up in May with a Polynesian program. And they're even going to serve luau food to the creator of this program. So a, a great uh, mix of communities there.
Absolutely. Um, I'll probably stick to the food side of it. My coordination can be a bit questionable sometimes. I don't know about you, KV. No, I'm into food and dancing. <laughs> Mr. Ali Vakundaranu is a rugby league tragic. He was born and raised in Fiji, but only started following the 13-man game when he moved to the UK in his 20s. The United Nations worker became a match official after becoming involved in the local rugby league scene in the Netherlands. Now he's based in Vienna and has set his sights on reviving the sport in Austria. I always tell people, you got to try the game, you know, go in there and play the game if you haven't played it. And a lot of these people who haven't ever played rugby, you know, in Netherlands, we had a lot of these people. They come from basketball, other sports, and they tried uh, rugby league and, and they fell in love with it. And they said, wow, this game is really for me, you know. I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, trying it out and, and see it for yourself, you know. And I, that's how I love the game because I, I like crashing into people. <laughs> the game is just amazing. It, uh, rugby league is just one of the sports like I'm, I'm really crazy about. And so now you find yourself in Austria. Are there many people there involved in rugby league and you're trying to get it sort of kick-started again? What's the reception been like? Uh, we've been getting a lot of interest from the internet. You know, people writing in, hey, I want to play and, uh, you know, the thing is, i got to try to make some kind of structure, some order, like we did in Netherlands, to, to get the teams registered uh, so that it becomes a recognised sports in the country. So is there is there a national body in Austria at the moment? Uh, and the people that are saying they're interested, are they locals? Are they expats from other countries like yourself, from Fiji? or At the moment, uh, we have a lot of expats at the moment that are involved. I formed the uh, interim government because it's not uh, selected yet, but people who can help. They are mainly from uh, from England, from the north side. And um, we have um, one New Zealand guy who's helping us as well. And uh, two Australians. We are trying to form a, a draft plan for when, when the COVID is finished, we can do this, this uh, outreach and, and for, so for rugby league. Yeah, and, and so what's the dream? You hope that maybe two, four teams or something set up in Vienna and you can you can have a competition on the regular? Yes, uh, this is proven already um, in Holland. Holland was was a similar situation. You know, they were up in one time. They played against Scotland. It was on Sky News. Uh, Scotland came over to Holland. They played and uh, it was really good. And then it died off, which that's what I don't want. What I want is something that will stay foundation, that the game will continue for for a long, long time, even when I leave Austria. And, and so just like you fell in love with rugby league when you came to the UK initially and then you went to Holland, uh, you think uh, if you introduce it to people in Austria, they'll fall in love with the sport too? Yes. It's just a matter of getting the games going on. One or two or three clubs formed up and start playing and uh, we're quite blessed because of, uh, you know, there's countries nearby and it's not hard to get to, you know. Bratislava, for example, is only an hour away. And Hungary is also the same, you know. So we probably get a tri-nation or some kind of tournament in the, in the near future. Long-term goal, that's what I'm trying to do for long-term so that rugby league stays here for a long, long time. That's Fiji Rugby League referee Misa Bakundaranu. And I've got to say, we've talked to a lot of rugby league fans across the world, Vinny, but I don't know if I've ever met someone so passionate about the game than him. No, he absolutely lives and breathes it. And, you know, as an official, uh, 
he gets to travel throughout Europe uh, and, and still is hopeful even in these COVID times of making a couple of trips to nearby countries like Serbia, etc., to to blow the whistle on a couple of uh, you know local matches. He, he just absolutely lives and breathes it and watches NRL games on sort of a Saturday morning as well. And yeah, it can't get enough. Well, if you want to hear more passion from Champions of the Pacific, you can find us online at rnz.co.nz and click on the Pacific tab, or we broadcast into the region on RNZ Pacific and RNZ National. You can also download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week when we visit a Tokelauan-run boxing gym that's proving a real hit with the local community. Until then, tofa soifua. Mō mea. Thank you.